No Christian has to be poor. If we had to be poor, Jesus wouldn't have said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he preaching to the poor? If it's not to correct it, then it should be preached to the poor. He said, I came to preach to the sick. And we know when he preached to the sick, the God won heal. So if he's preaching to the poor, then prosperity is part of the gospel. It is. Are you with me? It's part of the gospel. Amen. Which is able. It has an ability. I tell people, I believe God's word so, so much. Because it has an ability. I told you this the other time. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It has an ability to produce. He says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Ray King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. struggling with sin, then you haven't grown. Because sin is a settled matter. We are living above sin. The reason people are still living in sin is because they are not conscious of the righteousness of God. They've always been hearing sin, sin, sin. And so they are living sin. I remember years ago, I was a teenager. The Lord spoke to me. At one time I was thinking, I said, hey, so God, the way people are preaching sin, it looks like that is what is getting people. He said, no. Then he asked me about just three, two or three questions. He says, when people are sick, what do you preach? I said, healing. He says, when people are poor, what do you preach? I said, prosperity. He says, when people are sinning, what do you preach? I got my answer. I said, righteousness. So, you don't preach sin to curb sin. You rather increase it. It's like you go to the hospital and the doctor says you have malaria and then he keeps giving you plasmodium parasites. How will the ma malaria go? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Move on. But after that faith has come, we are no longer... So you know the schoolmaster is the law. We have graduated. Say, I'm no man of the schoolmaster. Move on. By faith in... I, I read it loud. One to go. Okay. For as many of you that have been baptized uh -huh, in Christ have put on Christ. Say, I've put on Christ. Now, loud and clear, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, move on. And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed 
and heirs according to the promise. Give the Lord a mighty clap of So he is saying that you have put on Christ. So let me, let's look at it this way. He says, if you believe you have put on Christ, let's say Christ is the building that we are in now. And he says, the seed is one. In as much as Christ is one, he has many members. So when you come into Christ, the building doesn't really multiply. The building is still one, but it has more people. And so when he says the seed, he was referring to one whole set of, you know, generation, people. And he says, there is no male or female, born or free, Jew or Greek, but we are all one in Christ. Look to your neighbor and say, we are one in Christ. Give the Lord a mighty clap of And then, if ye be Christ, in other words, if you belong to Christ, then you are who? Then you are who? Abraham's seed and an heir. An heir. You are an heir. According to the promise. So now my question is, Your airship, your airship, what can you say about it? As a seed of Abraham, what was the promise? The Bible says the Lord gave the world to Abraham. He dominated the world. And now the church has come to that place. Yesterday the Lord released a word for us. He says that we are moving into, oh, we are already in 20, so two days ago. He says the church is going to dominate like never before. Because we are the seed of Abraham. I told you, we are the ones to invade the political areas. We are the ones to invade the banks. We are the ones to invade the law firms. We are the ones to invade the hospitals. And, you know, legislate God's righteous judgment in those places. I know it's the wicked will rule. Amen. So, we have an inheritance in Christ. True or false. But how many of us are enjoying the inheritance? How many of us know the inheritance? Three days ago, I was talking to my mother. And while I was talking to her, she said, right now, you have to pray. The devil, the devil is attacking and the devil wants to kill some people. Then I asked her, I said, for how long would you always be thinking that the devil wants to kill somebody? I said, it is clear in the scripture. His ministry is fine. It's no news. If you like stand in the way right now, a cup of milk and you die. It's no news. So I asked her, I said, if that is what we know the devil is no news. So what is God also saying? The church is too negative. Every day someone is doing you. So any little pain is an attack. Everything is an attack. Every time the devil is attacking. Every time, meanwhile, the Bible says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It is the church that is the coming force. And it's hell that is on the run. Yet you're a child of God and the devil is attacking and you are playing defense. How? I'm telling you, some of us, eh, or not, not some of us, some of you, when you get to heaven, you weep 
You say, ah! So these things were there and I was living a low life. Your prayers are all full of defense. Every day, anything coming against me from my mother's house, from my father's house, every time anything coming against me, anything coming against me, anything coming against me. Which one too is that? Every day, I soak, I, and you know there's a prayer that, the pray, can, can, listen to this prayer, judge for yourself. I know you've been praying it, but judge for yourself. Whether it's a prayer of faith, or excuse me to say, a prayer of foolishness. You are praying. Then you say, I soak my house in the blood. Relax. I soak my doors in the blood. I soak my compound in the blood. I soak my room in the blood. I soak my bed in the blood. I soak my pillow in the blood. I soak my cover cloth in the blood. Meanwhile, you first claim you soaked the house. It means you don't have enough faith that as far as you soaked, the devil cannot enter. So that first soak, he will enter. Enter your hall, you have soaked. And you will break it again. Enter your bed, he, you have What is that? These are prayers that appeal to your senses, but they have no power. And tell me, which bucket is the blood of Jesus in that you are soaking? We've learned certain prayers that are not biblical. And when we pray them, they appeal to our senses, but they carry no spiritual power. When I discovered this, I threw that away. And that's been years ago. Yet I'm protected. I'm not here to talk about the blood. They overcame him by the blood. By the blood. By means or reason of the accomplishments of the blood. Not you applying the blood. Are you the high priest? He is the high priest. He had the right to apply the blood. And it was done once and for all. Give the Lord a mighty clap. Hallelujah. So when you go home, educate your parents. Do it in love. Say, Mommy, what your mommy be sad with you? daddy, mommy be sad with you. Blood now apply now. And you know, when they quote, they will quote from Exodus, where the, the angel of death was coming. Can I explain that scripture to you? Where the angel of death was coming, and then the Lord instructed the people of Israel, put the blood of the lamb on your lentil. So, therefore, I will have to put the blood on my door. That's not what he was saying. Now, when he did that, he says the angel of death will pass by. It's a scripture I've studied in and out, so I know what I'm talking about. He says, I will pass by. And when the angel passes by and he sees the blood, he will go. And this shall be a memorial. That's what he said. This shall be a memorial. What is a memorial? A time of remembrance. Not to do. Not that, that doesn't mean you do it again. After that, did he ever apply the blood again? What does it tell us? The blood of Jesus was shed once. And he says, you've passed from death to life. You've passed from death to life. So now live in the life. It's simple. Why are you complicating matters? Making Christianity a whole, you know, you are making the whole Christianity like 
Religious mindset. I don't know why I passed you. Amen. I'm talking about promise inheritance. Then jump to chapter 4, right? Chapter 4. Now let's read it. One, two, three, go. Yes. Mm. Now I say an heir, as long as he is a child, as long as he is a nepios, that's the Greek word, and as long as he is a child, one that is unskillful in speech, he, he said, he's different, he, he doesn't differ from a servant, even though he be Lord. Who is he talking about here? He's talking about Jews. Reading in context from chapter 3, all right? He's talking about the Jews. They are the nephews that now, they are, they are nephews, Lord of all, but they are different, they are not different from the servants because they, they, they haven't renewed their mind. Next verse. But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Uh-huh. So, even so, we, when we were nephews, now Paul is talking, I used to be a nephews. I was... A teacher of the law. I killed Christians because I didn't know. I was thinking I was doing the right thing until the Lord appeared to me one time and he said, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? So he says, I was a child and in bondage under the elements of the world. Move on. But when the fullness of time was come, read it loud, say it again. Oh, uh-huh. God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, uh-huh, to redeem them that are under the law, that they might receive the adoption of sons. Hey, he says that, so now when the fullness of time had come, when the tutors and governors are done training you, you now move into heirship or kingship, okay, or rulership. So he says that, now Christ has come, that, you, that they may receive the heothasia of sons. The heos or the matured sonship or the child who is qualified for the inheritance. Okay? Amen. Amen. So, next verse. And because ye are heos, uh-huh, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into your heart, crying, Abba, Father, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thou art no more a servant, but a son. So now, relax. Now, you are not a servant. Commensurate with um, Nepios. Because Nepios are not different from servants. He says, now you are heels. You have come to maturity. You have come into a place of airship. So you are not a servant. Even though you may be a baby in Christ. But you have come into Heothasia. Okay, he says, and then an heir of God through Christ. Glory to his name. An heir of God through Christ. Say, I'm an heir. What am I talking about? Relax. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Book of Romans. Let's read verse 5, verse 4, 14. One, two, three, go. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the heels of God. The heels of God. Now, the heels of God are the heirs of God, those who are in Christ. Everyone in Christ is an heir of God. Everyone in Christ is a heels of God, irrespective of your level of maturity. Because God, you know, predestined you to be mature, to come to perfection. So everyone in Christ is a heels, is a son. And he says that those that are led by the Spirit, when you read from the top, you realize that he's talking about those who are led by the law and those who are led by the Spirit. Okay? So those who are led by the law are what? Nepios. Because they are still under the schoolmaster. But those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Are you led by the Spirit? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Then you are an heir apparent. Next verse. For ye have not received the spirit of what? Ah, I'm not hearing you. One, two, three, go. Again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption. He'll face you, huh? Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. This is another day's topic. Move on. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Move on. And if children, uh uh-huh, then heirs. And if heirs of God, then joint heirs with Christ. If so, that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. Give the Lord a mighty clap. So, now he says that Christ, who is the seed of Abraham, and an heir according to the promise, you are joint heirs with Christ. It is not a 50-50. It's not co-heirs. Co is 20, 30, 50-50. Sorry, 20, 80, 30, 70, 50-50. But joint is what? 100-100. So everything. That is why there is going to be a time after the rapture of the church. We will come back and reign with him. Because it's our inheritance. It's our inheritance. Join us with Christ. Yesterday, I was speaking to one man of God. I got home two days ago. I got home around almost 12 a.m. because we had to set up the place and all. And it was like, ah, working for the Lord and all that. And I was like, glory. Then the Lord reprimanded me, said, hey, you have been saying working for the Lord, working for the Lord, working for the Lord. And I said, yes. He says, you are wrong. Hey, work for the Lord. (laughs) Hmm. Then the Lord said to me, he said, many are working for me, but they are not working with me. Many are working for me, but they are not working with me. And he said, I called you to work with me and not to work for me. So change it. We are co-laborers together with the Lord. So join us. Whatever you do, 
You are doing it in partnership with the Holy Ghost. In partnership with Christ. Glory to God. In this year, you are moving in. Knowing that you are joint heirs. You are an heir according to the promise. And so, that place is blessed because of you. You should, I like what um, one sister shared during the test. She said that when I went for the interview, he couldn't understand why I had to stop the job after six months. And I said it was a contract. And I said if he likes, he should call my former boss. She said when he called my former boss, everything, he said he spoke highly of you. That is how it must be. Imagine if he spoke less. Should have lost the job. Every child of God, when you get into a place, rule. Even if you are an employee, stand out with excellence. That, that is what you've been called to do. That's when you are living, living out your real purpose as a child of God. You are a child of God and you are the one that your boss is always complaining about. It's wrong. Always come, you are a child of God, you are always late to work. You have a problem. Because they should learn punctuality from you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Next verse. For the, uh huh, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Next verse. For the creation, the, for the end expectation, uh huh, of the creature waited for the manifestation of the heels of God. Creation is waiting for your manifestation. Do you have the message Bible? Please give me the message Bible. Let's all read how beautiful that is. Mm. Are you learning something? Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Temple of Caris is a grace-based ministry headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Roy King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose is revealing the righteousness of God to man and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Ligon, 5th Purple Street. On Sundays, we have the Rhema service at 9 a.m. prompt. On Wednesdays, we have the Epikodomia service at 6.30 p.m. prompt. And on Fridays, we have the Hour of Intimacy at 6.30 p.m. prompt. You can contact our team on 020 099-8099, 054-849, 0559 and 055-592-6251. The Temple of Caris, forever we are kinging in Christ.